Hi, this is Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here. All right, the news that I've been waiting for for weeks, months, a year, that Disneyland is reopening to non-California residents has still not come. I was hoping, I was so hoping that when I recorded this podcast, I'd be able to get on here and happily announce that Disneyland was open to everybody and that I had a trip planned, but nope, it's not happening yet. So um, there's high hopes that on June 15th, Disneyland will reopen to everybody. The governor of California has said that he's hoping to have all the restrictions lifted by then, including the mask mandate, and have life back to as normal as possible come June 15th. So there is speculation that when that happens, Disneyland will also open to everyone, but we really don't know. I think it could still be before since technically they are allowed to have vaccinated non-residents in their parks, but I don't know. Just waiting. That's the big non-news, I guess. Oh man. Someday I will get there, but I have enjoyed watching everybody's videos and seeing pictures of all the people that have been able to go And it makes my heart happy that at least somebody gets to enjoy it, even though I would love to be there with the lower crowds that they have happening now. Oh, well, we'll get there eventually. So this week has been crazy. My son graduates from high school in a couple weeks, week and a half or so. He had his 18th birthday last weekend and... We've been just busy. Like, end of the year is so busy. Why is it busy the end of the school year? I don't know. It just is. We've given up doing homework. We're not doing that anymore. I don't even care. Like, I'm just, we're over it. Poor Lila, my youngest, had a book report due, and I forgot about it, and she forgot about it. And so I'm like, well, we'll just do it over the weekend. This was last weekend, and then I kept reminding her, I'm like, are you going to do that book report? And she's like, no, I don't think I'm going to. And I was like, well, what about your grade? And she's like, I don't think it'll count that much. And I don't think my teacher's even going to ask for it. And I was just like, well, all right, perfect. Good. I didn't want to do it either. So we're just letting it go. We're letting lots of things go. We're just... We're over it, but I don't know that I'm ready for summer either because that means that the kids are home all day, every day. So we don't have to do homework and we don't have to be up early, but then everyone's home all stinking day. (sighs) It's going to be fine though, right? It's fine. Everything's fine. So we are preparing for my son's graduation and for having a big party in our backyard to celebrate and our backyard is kind of a disaster so we're working on making it less of a disaster it's just has not been a priority over the last few years and it's gotten kind of junky like it's really gotten bad my husband he does um obstacle course races and so he likes to like he's built like 
using hay bales. He's built these towers that he throws spears into. He's brought home giant tires for him to flip. Like, I'm not joking when I say we have a tractor tire in our backyard. It doesn't look good. Guys, it does not look good. So, we've got weeds like crazy and... We're trying to make everything look nice. So we've hidden the tire. We couldn't get rid of it, but we've hidden it. We were able to get rid of the hay bales. He agreed to that because they were kind of getting moldy anyway, but no more hay bales. We have an old dog run that we've chopped up and are hauling to the dump. We have a big garden and we are redoing, like the garden boxes are just rotting away. They were just made of wood and they were here when we moved in. So I don't even know how old they are, but they are rotting away and they look terrible. So we're getting rid of those and we're putting in some new raised garden beds that come up higher probably like not quite my waist but almost so that hopefully it will keep the dog out of the garden and so we're working on putting the garden in and a drip system and all kinds of things and it just takes a ton of time so that's what I've been spending all of my time doing working on the yard trying to make it look decent I think we'll be so happy when it's all done though and we can just enjoy it Without hay bales or tires or broken fences or weeds <laughs> and so that'll be nice I'm looking forward to that and having my garden all in and growing I love gardening in May and June and July I've kind of lost interest and by August I'm like why in the heck did we plant such a giant garden and when is this going to be over and then I'm always super happy to see fall come and winter and then I don't have to deal with the yard or the garden anymore. So we're back in the cycle where I'm excited and I'm getting ready to plant things. I'm not sure what I'm planting yet. I'm still working on that. Carrots. I have some carrots already out there and raspberries. I need more strawberries, probably zucchini, maybe a tomato. I don't know. We'll see. I try to plant things that we'll eat, but it's also fun to try some newer things. I think it would be fun to have a little herb garden, like for salsa and stuff, cilantro. That would be fun. I want to plant onions. I've never been able to get them to grow, but maybe this year is my year. So that's what we've been working on, rushing towards the end of the year. And right when school gets out, we have a huge family trip planned that I've kind of, it's exciting and it's stressing me out but I'm not I don't know I haven't decided if I'm going to share it with my Instagram community or not because it's not a Disney trip and we're doing nothing Disney related so I don't know if it's even of interest to anybody um so I don't know I'm still thinking about that but we will be gone for a while on that trip and so I'm planning for that too and it's just busy 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 but I'm hoping, I was really hoping before we left on our trip, I'd be able to, Disneyland would open and they'd let me sneak over there before we left. But now I'm kind of thinking that is not going to happen. So what's going to happen probably is we will leave on our summer vacation and that's when Disneyland will open up. But I won't be able to go because I won't even be home. <sighs> that's how it will work. <laughs> but that means as soon as I get back and I'm over the jet lag, I will be at Disneyland if they'll allow me to. Okay, speaking of Disneyland, today we are going to be talking about how to save money in the Disney parks. So not saving for your vacation. We talked about that in a podcast recently, and I do have a blog article 
all about that. So I will put a link to that in the show notes so that you can check that out if you're trying to save up for your Disney vacation. But today we're going to be talking about different ways that you can save money while you are on your Disney vacation, which is huge because it can be so expensive. I mean, when we go, we have a family of six. To buy a meal at a quick service restaurant is between $75 and $100 per meal. I know, it's insane. So we're going to talk about all different ways that you can save money while you are inside the Disney parks. There's a ton of them and you can actually visit Disney for relatively inexpensive. Is that how you say it? For, yeah, I'm going to go with it. For relatively inexpensive. (laughs) I don't know if that's right. It's sounding weird. I'm going to go with it though. So while you're in there, you really don't have to spend much money if you don't want to. So that's what we're going to be talking about. I think there's lots of good tips that will hopefully be helpful for you when you are planning your Disney vacation. I'm going to take a quick break and when we come back, we'll jump right in. Okay, let's get started on talking about ways to save money while you are inside the Disney parks. These are in no particular order. They are just my thoughts as I have written them down, as I've thought about everything that we have done or that I've heard of people doing to save money while they are on their trips. So in no particular order, number one is go during the off season. You can save a lot of money on hotels if you and actually Disney tickets too, if you book during the off season. So like, if you're going right at Christmas time and New Year's, the hotels are going to charge more, park tickets are going to be more, but if you're going in the off season in like February or January when things are back in school, it's going to be cheaper for you. So that is one way that you could save money booking during the off season. You do have to take kids out of school, which some people are fine with, some people aren't. So something to consider, but it might be worth it to save extra money. Um, Next is booking your tickets through Getaway Today. I know I talk about this a lot, but it's because I love them so much and they've saved us so much money over the years. You don't have to pay full price for your tickets. You can buy them through Getaway Today. You can save a little bit of money. Often they have great sales like adults at kid prices or buy four days, get the fifth day free. So they do have great deals. They also have great deals on hotels. So you're going to want to check them out because they will save you money for sure. And that's just more money you can spend on other things or save it. So I'm going to put a link to them in my show notes also, but make sure you check them out. If you book a hotel and I think three days or more with them, you can use my code MSM10 and save $10. So even more savings. Awesome. Awesome. All right, we always eat breakfast before we get to the park. It's just too expensive. Like I said, it costs us around $75 to $100 to eat a meal in the park. And that's like a quick service meal. If we go to a sit-down place, it's going to be even more for our family of six. So there is no way we're eating breakfast in the park on most days. Our goal when we're there as a family is to eat one meal in the parks. The rest of the meals we either bring in or eat before. So if it's breakfast that day, we just eat breakfast in the park. But 
We prefer usually to eat dinner in the parks. We're tired by then. We're ready to like just sit down and take a break. So we usually eat breakfast in our hotel or on the way to the park. So what we'll do is, I mean, if it's like an early rope drop that we're trying to get there to, you know, for, I'll pack simple things that we can eat while we're walking, granola bars and trail mix and little things like that, muffins, things that we can eat while we are walking from our hotel or riding a shuttle or whatever it is that we can eat on the way to the parks. And I like to be there early. So sometimes it's nice to even when we get to the parks and then we're waiting in line to get inside for rope drop, then I'll pull out breakfast since we're going to be sitting there for 30 minutes or so anyway, and we'll eat breakfast. The tricky thing is if you eat breakfast in your hotel, which is often more convenient, they sometimes, I feel like we eat breakfast, we're up so early, we eat breakfast, and by the time we get to the parks and get inside, then it's been like a couple hours since we've eaten, and then all the kids are hungry again. I'm like, no, we're just getting going, we can't stop for food. So that's why I kind of like to pack things and just eat them as we get there, but it's totally up to you. Huge money saver though, eat before you go, and often you can find hotels that have breakfast included which is nice save a little bit of money um if you are like you didn't bring breakfast or didn't go grab groceries or things like that if you're at disneyland they do have a mcdonald's which is right across the street from the park or an ihop or they did have panera but i think it's closed now i don't know if it's reopening they also have a mimi's cafe which is a sit-down place but if you go in there you can just buy muffins to go and they're so yummy that's one of my favorite things to do get their brand muffins I don't know why they're so good but they are so good um do realize though if you are going to the McDonald's and the IHOP the prices are not the same as they are where you live is my guess like the dollar menu things are not a dollar everything's more expensive because it's right across the street from Disney and so they can charge more So keep in mind, things will be more expensive at restaurants right across from the parks. That's why we like to just bring stuff or buy groceries when we get there and have breakfast already ready to go. Okay, if possible, bring your own stroller. So you can rent strollers at the Disney parks, but it'll cost you $18 a day for a single stroller, $36 a day for a double stroller. That adds up. So if possible, bring your own stroller. That will help save money. If your kids are into costumes or dressing up, bring your costumes from home, whether they're costumes that you already have or costumes that you buy on Amazon or Target or Walmart and save them to surprise them with on the trip, bring them from home. My girls loved dressing up like the princesses when we would go meet the princesses. So before we would go see the princesses, I would bring their favorite dress that we had brought from home and they would put it on and go meet the princesses and they just felt so beautiful and then they never asked for any of the dresses that were there in the shops because they already had their dress that we brought from home. So if your kids want to dress up, you know, like Spider-Man or Captain Marvel or whatever it is, bring your costumes from home. You'll be happy that you did. Okay, this one is huge. Pack your own snacks and treats. This will save you so much money. We like to pack things like chips and crackers. I always bring beef jerky because sometimes I just need 
something that's not sweet and some protein. So we always bring beef jerky and we pack things like candy, but don't pack chocolate unless you have a cooler bag. But we'll bring like dum-dum suckers and Smarties and little things like that that they can eat in lines and just tons of snacks, whatever you think your kids will like. Pack those. It's amazing how if there's a meltdown coming on, you can pull out a snack makes the whole world better and you will save a ton of money if you bring your own snacks same with water bottles you of course can buy bottled water at disney but i think it's like 350 a bottle you can bring your own water bottles we just bring our own the little i mean the plastic ones we'll freeze them in the hotel before we go and so they're cold we bring our own water bottles but you can also refill them they have water bottle refilling stations at the parks and they have free ice water that you can get and transfer into your water bottle they also have drinking fountains that you can use to refill your water bottles but this always weirds me out i don't know why why are the drinking fountains always right next to the bathroom for some reason that bothers me like it's bathroom water i know it's not but it is i think it is so i never do that but we just bring our own water bottles that's the point bring your own water bottles that will save you money um make or buy your own autograph books beforehand so you can buy autograph books at disney of course but they are expensive but if your kids are interested in getting autographs from the characters make them before you go we've made them with our kids i bought little just cheap notebooks and some disney stickers and we wrote Lila's autograph book on the front and she covered it in Disney stickers boom good to go or they have cute ones that you can buy online so if you're interested in autograph books just bring your own autograph book bring your own pen I recommend a sharpie or a marker so that it will show up better and it's easier for the characters to hold another thing we like to do is split meals or order off the kids menu my kids are getting a little older but my little girls especially feel they're I guess they're not little girls they're 13 and 11 (laughs) I still call them little girls but anyway they feel like they are too old to eat on the kids menu but they are not old enough or big enough to eat a full adult meal but for some reason they're sure that they are every time we go anywhere they are starving to death and they're going to eat the whole adult meal and I know very well that they're not and they never do so that's a fight that we have often at our house. Do you guys deal with that too? That can't just be me. So we try to split meals. I'll say, fine, you can order off the adult menu and I'll let both of them order. And then I don't order anything and I just eat off of their plates because we know that they're not going to eat them. Or I'll get, I'll order off the kids menu and then finish off what they didn't finish. Stuff like that. So we'll split meals and order off the kids menu Disney doesn't care if you are an adult and order off the kids menu. It's totally fine. So don't feel worried or that you're breaking the rules. They don't care. Go ahead and order off the kids menu. Although the food on the kids menu is not as good as the food on the adult menu. Unless you're getting chicken fingers or a hamburger. Oh, when we were at Disney World last time, then my sons ordered their hamburgers off the adult menu and my girls I talked them into getting hamburgers off the kids menu and when they showed up they were the exact same hamburger like the exact same size everything my girls just got less french fries with it and a small drink 
and my boys got more french fries but the hamburger was exactly the same and i think my boys meal was like eleven dollars each and my girls was like five or six same hamburger so that's a good way to save money because sometimes you're getting the exact same meal if you are a soda drinker skipping out on the soda or bringing your own soda from home will save you quite a bit of money i'm a huge soda drinker but paying like $2.75 or $3 a bottle at the parks, that's a lot. That adds up. So I just bring my own bottles of Diet Dr. Pepper from home. We put them in our little cooler backpack or when the kids were little, we had a little cooler bag and it was perfect. I could just pull them out. Plus the parks don't sell Diet Dr. Pepper. They just have Diet Coke, which in my opinion is not nearly as good. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't offend people. So we'll bring our own soda from home. I'll also bring water flavoring packets to flavor our water to make it a little more enjoyable. I should mention that Disney does have free water, not bottles of water, but they give out free cups of ice water at any of the quick service restaurants. So you can just ask for that. They'll have it ready to go. Usually on hot days, they have someone that's just in charge of filling up ice water so you can ask for a cup of ice water and then you can use that to refill water bottles all right as i mentioned before we pack a lunch when we go into the parks when the kids were little and we had a stroller we would just have a little cooler bag and shove stuff under the stroller but now that they're older and we don't use a stroller anymore we have a cooler backpack which is so awesome backpacks at disney are the way to go because you can take them on any ride with you disney's not like universal studios or other places where you are not allowed to bring bags on rides you can take your backpack on every single ride and i love it so we have a cooler backpack that we load up with things we want to keep cold we'll bring like uncrustables for the kids or We'll make sandwiches before we leave at the hotel that morning or sometimes we just bring like some protein drinks and things like that, but we'll load it with stuff that we can eat for lunch and we'll bring applesauce and chips and treats and drinks. I'll do put Capri Suns in there and apple slices, anything that we need to keep cool. We throw in the cooler backpack and then when it's time for lunch, we just find a little quiet shady spot and we pull out our lunch eat it actually saves a lot of time too because even going to the quick service restaurants you're still that's a chunk of time you got to have mobile order or wait in line and wait for your food and all of that so it actually saves time also especially on busy days when lines for food get long so that saves us so much money because like i said we're looking at around a hundred dollars to feed our family per meal in the parks when we do go to dinner usually it's dinner that we eat in the park I like to go to one of the places that has free refills on the drinks there's a couple at Disneyland my favorite is Rancho del Zocalo I think that's how you say it I've asked around nobody seems to know but they do free refills at least they did before COVID so you could go and fill up your soda again because so if you're going to spend that much on soda you may as well get a free refill on the first day of your trip, get a refillable popcorn bucket. This is so awesome. Um, I can't remember how much they are. I'm thinking around $20, but you can refill it for so much cheaper your whole vacation. And popcorn is the best snack. And Disneyland popcorn, Disney popcorn in general, it's just good. I don't know. There's something about it. It's better than other popcorn. 
it's the Disney magic. It makes it better. So we always do that. It's a perfect little snack. Everybody can munch on it and so much cheaper than buying a new thing of popcorn every single time. All right, this one is a little controversial, but if you want to save money, don't park hop. Don't buy a park hopper. Park hoppers are significantly more expensive, usually around, I don't know, like $50 depending on the day. You times that by however many people are in your group and that's a lot of money to park hop. So when we are there as a family, we don't park hop. It's just too much money and there's so much to do in each park that we are happy to just stay in one park per day and enjoy all the things in that park. So park hopping is amazing. It's fun. It has its place. But if you're looking to save money, don't park hop. Buy the one park per day tickets. Also along those same lines is skipping max pass. If you are trying to save money and are on a budget, you don't need max pass. It's awesome. It's convenient. I love it. But it adds a significant amount of money to each ticket each day. And you can just use the regular fast pass system. So don't feel like you have to get max passed in order to have a good time. You can still have a great time and save money by skipping out on max pass. If you are an annual pass holder or a Disney Vacation Club member, make sure your pass is linked to your Disneyland app. So when you go to pay for things, then you can have them scan it and you can save money right now. At least right now you can. So I don't know what they'll do with the legacy pass holder system in the future, but if your pass is not linked to your account when you're doing like mobile order and things like that, it doesn't automatically apply the savings and you're going to want those savings. So make sure your annual pass or your Disney Vacation Club pass is linked to your Disney app. If you're trying to save money, you can save quite a bit by skipping out on the sit-down dining restaurants. They're just more money all around. No matter how you look at it, they're going to be more expensive. So if you're trying to save money, just stick to the quick service restaurants, which are significantly less than the places that are sit down and require reservations. Be prepared for any kind of weather. Like check the weather before your trip. Keep an eye on it. Make sure that if it's going to be hot that you have sunscreen. I mean, you probably need sunscreen at any time to tell you the truth. Scratch that. Always wear sunscreen, even if it's not hot. But if it is going to be hot, you might want to think about having a neck fan or um, things like cooling towels. Or I like to bring an umbrella no matter what, because sometimes you can create your own shade in lines if you have an umbrella. So umbrellas are good for heat and rain. So keep an eye on the weather. If it's going to be rainy, you're going to want ponchos. You don't want to buy the Disney ponchos. Those are like 10 to 15 dollars each way expensive when you can buy dollar store ponchos or get them on amazon beforehand so keep an eye on the weather so that you are prepared for whatever the weather will be that will save you money when you're there so you're not in a desperate situation and then you have to purchase things that you didn't plan on purchasing and kind of going on along with that is have a well-packed bag. Be thoughtful about what you're bringing into the parks. I have a blog post all about this, what I bring with me at all times when I'm at the Disney park so that I don't have to spend extra money buying things that I most likely will need. I bring things like Advil and sunscreen and chapstick and hair ties, things like that that I know I'll need and I don't want to have to buy or find in the parks later. So I will put a link in the show notes to my full list of things that I have with me at all times in the parks. 
It's like my Mary Poppins bag. Somebody needs something, they ask me, I have it. It's amazing. It saves money. It also saves time. So you're not running around trying to find Advil when you could be just enjoying yourself. Another thing that we've found to be really helpful is setting a limit on souvenir money. So when we go to the Disney parks, we'll give our kids each $25. They can spend that on whatever they want. And if they want to bring extra money that they have from allowance or work or birthdays or whatever it is, then they are welcome to bring that extra money and spend whatever they want. So, but we give them each $25 and... I mean, in the past, some of our kids have only had the $25 to spend and they've been able to find something and other kids have had their $25 plus they bring $50 from home and they have a lot of money to spend at the parks, but we just keep a limit on it and when it's gone, it's gone. When they were little, I would not allow them to buy souvenirs until the last day. I did this because I knew they only had $25 and... Often, the very first day, they would see something and impulsively want to buy it. And I would know that as the trip went on, there'd be other things that they would see that they might prefer. So we always have a rule, not so much now that they're older and they're less impulsive, but they save their souvenir money until the last day. So they can really look around, get ideas, and see what they might want without impulsively spending it all in one place and then later wishing they had the money to spend. Speaking of souvenirs, pre-purchasing souvenirs has been a huge, huge money saver for our family. So we will buy things like bubbles and glow sticks and shirts, you know, Disney themed shirts, things like that before our trip. And I'll hide them from the kids and then I'll pull them out. And this has been a huge money saver. So, you know, when you see the bubble ones at the parks that are however many dollars, you can be like, oh, we don't need those. We already have bubbles. Look, I've got them right here. Stuff like that saves so much money because you're not impulse buying. Um, maybe my very favorite way that we save money is called, we call it Tinkerbell. So the very first time we went to the parks, I was looking for ways to create extra magic for my kids. And so I told them that if they were good in line and weren't, didn't whine or cry and didn't have fits, then Tinkerbell would come and visit them at night while they were sleeping. And so this kept them actually really good in line because every time we started, you know, acting like the line was too long and they started falling apart, I would say, oh, remember, Tinkerbell's watching. She's going to bring you something tonight if you can be good. And they would straighten right up. So at night, while they were sleeping, Tinkerbell would come and she would bring them a little something. And when they were little, it was things from the dollar store, like a Disney coloring book that I had found and or some crayons or a shirt to wear in the parks the next day. Um, puzzles, like Disney puzzles. Lots of times I would get things that would keep them busy in the morning because they'd be excited about it. Oh, we got a new Disney puzzle from Tinkerbell. Why don't you put that together while mom and dad are getting ready for the parks? Things like that. So it would keep them busy while we were running around the hotel trying to get ready, but it was also fun. Um, I would try to get like a little stuffed animal for the last day, something that was a little bit bigger for the last day. One year, it was right before a big Disney trip, and I was driving down the street, and I saw a box on the side of the road in front of a neighbor's house that said free toys, 
And so I pulled over, I went through them, and I found six of those Disney princess plushies that are like the 20 inches tall ones that are huge. And they were all the different Disney princesses. And they were just giving them away. They were done with them. And so I took those and I was thrilled. So I gave those to my girls throughout the trip and it was free. It was free, free, free. I loved it. So keep, like if you're going to do something like that, you can kind of keep your eye out for things leading up to your trip and you'll find tons of things that you could use. Sometimes I would find little Disney treats that I would put in or a Disney cup, just little things that Tinkerbell could bring and leave them while they were sleeping. So this served two purposes. Number one, it kept them happy in lines and good. Nothing like threatening your children, right? It wasn't threatening. It was motivating them to be good because I was saying, if you're good, Tinkerbell will come and bring you something. But it also had another consequence that I hadn't intended, but it was actually really, really helpful. My kids would see things that they wanted to buy in the parks, and they would kind of restrain themselves. And more than once, they would say, oh, I really want that, Mom, but maybe Tinkerbell will bring it to me tonight. And they kind of held off on what they wanted to purchase because they wanted to wait and see what Tinkerbell was going to bring them. And there has been times where I've been so excited by something that they saw at the park that I've gone and bought it for them and then had Tinkerbell bring it to them. But we have had a couple things where we've gone to see Tinkerbell at Pixie Hollow and my girls have mentioned things like, oh, Tinkerbell, see this shirt? You brought me this shirt last night. Don't you like it? And Tinkerbell's all confused. (laughs) So I've heard of other people doing this, calling it the Disney fairies, calling it whatever you want. We have really enjoyed it. It's added extra magic to our little family vacations. And now even though my kids are older and they know that I'm actually Tinkerbell, I still do it. I can't help myself. I still do it, but it's harder now because they're older and I can't just go to the dollar store and buy, you know, a Mickey Mouse puzzle. That doesn't really fly for my teenagers so it's trickier now so sometimes I'll get gift cards um things like that or I'll give them like a five dollar bill that they can spend on a treat in the park things like that I've had to be much more creative but often I just kind of fall back on shirts because I like to have Disney themed shirts in the park so I'll get them something like that um in the past we did I've seen lots of ideas where people say give your kids their souvenir money on a Disney gift card which I thought was such a cute idea, but it didn't really work out very well for us, so we don't do it anymore. Uh, One year, we had the kids, we gave them each a little Disney gift card that had their $25 on it, but it kind of ran into trouble when they would spend their money and then they'd have like $1.50 left on their card, but there was nothing for $1.50 that they wanted to buy, and now we've got $1.50 stuck on this card. You know what I mean? So we decided that just didn't work out very well. I just would give all the kids their money and then when there was $1.50 change, they just got it back in cash and we didn't have to worry about having money stuck on a card that they really couldn't spend. So we don't go that route with the Disney gift cards, but I've heard of other people who do and really enjoy it. So those are my ideas for saving money while you are inside the Disney parks. I'm sure there's lots more. I love hearing people's ideas, how they save money. So if you have any ideas, send them over to me. I'd love to hear about them. I was thinking it would be fun to do, 
I mean, I know I talk a lot about saving money, saving for Disney, saving in the Disney parks, saving on hotels and park tickets and things like that. But I was thinking it would be fun to do a podcast on splurging at Disney. Like what you do, what would you do if you were going to splurge and buy, like what would you buy? Where would you go eat? Where would you stay? Those kinds of things. I know I've done a podcast all about dream Disney vacations, but I'm kind of thinking more of like a realistic thing not staying at the castle, you know, but something more realistic. So I maybe we'll do a podcast on that coming up. Things that you splurge on because there's definitely things that our family splurges on when we're in the parks and things that we save on. So that might be fun. I'm going to toss that idea around a little bit. Um, I know I've been, I've got this giveaway coming up. I've been so busy with the yard and the graduation and our upcoming trip that it just keeps getting put on the back burner, but I'm going to make it happen. So keep an eye on my Instagram. I have a giveaway coming. You guys, I promise it's coming. There's actually two that are coming. I just got to make it happen. I just need more time. So keep your eye out for that. That's going to happen. I also have a complete guide to planning Disneyland, a complete guide to planning Disney World. So if you're planning a trip but don't know where to start, check that out on my website. I'll put a link in the show notes to that so you can check it out. It's a great guide, kind of walks you through the steps. First, you need to do this and then do this and then do this. And it kind of makes it simple because I know it can be overwhelming when you are planning a trip. Trust me, I know. I'm feeling overwhelmed with this trip that I'm planning right now. So let's see. That's all I've got. I hope you guys have a wonderful week, wonderful weekend. And if you've made it this far, I have a huge favor to ask. I would love it if you could leave me a review on my podcast. It makes such a difference. That's how people find me on my podcast. So that would be so helpful. I would appreciate it. Leave a review. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are the best. I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.